Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. Make a decision already. <laughs> it's like trying to take small children out and the first time you let them choose something off the menu. Back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth on whether a full-size Ikea is going to drop in southwestern Ontario to this point. You're basically b- driving to Burlington Hamilton area yep. if you want a, a, a full-size store and or uh, just off the 400 uh, in, in Vaughan, basically. Yep. Man, would it serve London, Waterloo Kitchen? It'd be ideal. Oh, it'd go down to Windsor, because even down in Windsor, the Thank closest you. you can get is Burlington Hamilton. Not happening. How, however, there is some IKEA, so it's not a full-size IKEA, but they have announced an IKEA design studio will be opening at Masonville Place in London. Is so, that is it's the same thing we had? So we had a pickup no, location exactly on Wonderland, but there was stuff for sale there too. You could go in and just like little housewares and that kind yeah. of thing, and it closed. It, it most <laughs> certainly did. Open, closed. Yeah. Open, closed. Uh, that's what happened to the Kitchener location, too. It was a huge thing when this pickup location opened, and then it closed, and then I feel like, I want to say it actually reopened again. Well, it was I, weird. It's hot and cold. Well, you, you know? While you look at for that one, Laura, what happened is IKEA, they also purchased a plot of land south of the 401 to basically build a massive store beside what was going to be the new Costco. That's right. Yep. So they could build a Costco gas bar to go along with it to match what's in the north end. All of that uh, unraveled for whatever the reason, Ikea, they didn't about face and went, nah, we're going to lean a little more on the e-commerce side, so maybe it's pickup locations, but as Benny mentioned, they shut those down. Yeah. <laughs> so they are going to have um, a pickup spot available in South London on Warncliffe, but in later this month, early October, in Masonville Place, an Ikea design studio will be open. Their angle is, <clears throat> let me get to the official press release. So they're saying uh, the ambition is to become more accessible to Ontario residents by bringing IKEA closer to them. They will have an opportunity to get personalized design assistance while in store. I mean, honestly, what is it? A bunch of computers? Like you just, <laughs> no, no, it's you're playing The Sims with IKEA furniture. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're actually dealing with IKEA experts. I to, see that they can go. Well, this uh, this flat pack box will look like this and can go here. <laughs> I guess. Oh, so, exciting! Not it's I, it's significantly smaller than a traditional IKEA store. Obviously, the design studio even smaller than most of those pickup locations, like the one that was in London and in Waterloo. Um, and sidebar, it will not sell. Uh, fun little odds and end products or even food. So you won't be able to go to the freezer and buy a bag of the Swedish meatballs or a packet of the, the sauce. I'm so curious now. So I, again, I have never been to an Ikea. Never. Uh, we uh, have to again, do up a until, road trip. Up until I was 25, I still thought Ikea and IHOP were the same thing because this whole <laughs> little food sauced in with your furniture <laughs> still confuses me and they have the same logo colors. However... I just, I don't see, for me, like, so the pickup location in Kitchener is still open. It's still a thang. It's thanging. But I don't see the point in going there. Like, if I'm going to go mm-hmm. for the first time, I want the full experience. Am I going to drive to Burlington just to go to a store? No. 100% no. Plenty of I will go do. for a festival. I will go to, you know, do terrible things. But that's it. Nope. Only bad decisions. I can't go for furniture shopping. You can and will at some point in your life. You say that now, but you are gonna. You'll end up yeah. with a Billy bookcase and a Poang chair before you know it. <laughs> oh yeah. But do you do? You, okay, how great is IKEA though? So for example, like I'm hanging out at the grand opening of a Beauclair home uh, this Saturday and Sunday for Virgin Radio KW, and it lives. It's right by my house. 
I think they're very similar products. Well, I, I checked out a place called what is it called? Structube. I'm like, mm-hmm, this is all the mm-hmm. same. They all kind of blend to me. Well, just without making judgment on your behalf, we just have to do a road trip, and then you can make judgment on your own. I think that's only fair. Okay. So the uh, little night, hey, if we can keep hitting you with good news in Ikea, that design studio, it's only a short-term concept, 12 to 18 months, and then it's gone again. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. They're already telling us they're closing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wow, can't handle this a- relationship. This is too yeah. much for me. No. <laughs> Are we together? Are we not together? Yeah. <laughs> Are we just friends? What the hell is going on? They, they can't. Act, they can't treat a store like it's an exchange student. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with backstage Ben Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Twice in one week, discussing drones and that technology. In Europe, they're they're testing things out, massive pilot projects for a couple of years to see. Okay, are they reliable? Are they landing in the spots that that we're assigning that location to? Does it make sense? Are they official? Like, they want to flush it all out. Apparently, they've been doing some testing in Canada in the medical world uh, for quite some time, but to no real fanfare. Because I'd figure that if you were able to ship a pair of lungs for a transplant from one hospital to the next, you'd you'd want to get that information out. Or, Or would you? But the end of September... There was a flight between Toronto General and Western Hospital, Toronto uh, Western Hospital, and that was for an uh, organ transplant. Pair of lungs were going for an operation. Basically, I want you to think of um, think of the cooler you take to either the beach or your kid's soccer game, about <laughs> that size. And does it have Land Shark on the side? <laughs> no, I don't think they used one they got from the LCBO or beer store. <laughs> I feel like they're a little more secure in that okay. regard. Yeah, fair enough. But it was this it, relatively massive drone. I would say, think of like a bicycle, like a kid's mountain bike. Turn it on its side, but put some blades in place of wheels. Yep. That's kind of the size of this drone that, with ease, lifted up these lungs from... It was about 2.2 kilometers, so... It would have taken about 24 minutes to walk it. Taking or about 35 s- to drive. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it, but it, it landed. They had built a, a drone landing pad right near the helipad on That's top impressive. of the hospital. It, it's really cool. But it wasn't. It was. It was unmanned using the term in air quotes. So it was just basically they they did some geo dots of like take off from here and go to there and no stops in between. Boom. So that's what it was. It was there was no human interaction in regards to flying that drone. Oh wow. They entered in the height, the location, all the computer oh, geeky wow. super smart person stuff. Wow. And boom. Seamless. That is really cool. That's so cool. I would be so annoyed though, I'm gonna be real with you. If I was the person who that donated those lungs, I don't want my my lungs being the test lungs for yeah. this. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's it true. It falls on the ground. Again, some seagull or Toronto raccoon just scoops that thing up. <laughs> My concern is this is a two days after talking about how they're going to drone like food delivery and that sort of thing. Remember when, Jeff, you kept getting random meals delivered to your door by accident? <laughs> what happens if you order an Uber Eats in Toronto and it gets droned to you and you open up a pair of lungs? <laughs> You're just you're hungry, and there's lungs. <laughs> this is not the sashimi I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pinkish. Yeah. Oh man. 
always I, there's always something that could go wrong, but I I feel like th- there's a lot more protections and backup mechanisms yeah, in place that's fair. with this yeah. versus your late night McFlurry because you got the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> but well done. This uh, by all accounts everything went well with the operation too. Uh, so this is a big positive, uh, some bonus points, and they're looking to do more organs down the line. Um, hopefully it's not. We won't get the technology out there of like uh, le- like leg and arm reattachment. I hope not. You know, when you're just, I have to go back to when you said late night munchies. Maybe I could use those lungs instead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. I was hit with a rando question from my 10-year-old yesterday. We were running some errands. And I did what I thought a lot of people do is I backed into a parking spot. Dad, why did you do that? Oh, well, honey... And then I froze up going, uh, Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do, or I shouldn't, well, you can, but I, I don't do a, a, a reverse park job if I'm filling the back of the car with the groceries. It's just not That's practical. Fair, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that person behind you very easily could be kissing your bumper. Yep. And then what are you going to fling them in the side? Yep. It just doesn't work. I said, Oh, honey, it's, it's convenience. It's, um, see, you know, we just, we, when we come back out, we just hop in the car and go. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think for me, uh, I so I'm not a. I do back into a lot of spaces, but I prefer the pull through. I get very excited. Sure. If there are two adjacent spots open, so I can zip right through one yeah. into the other, and then it's pull out because the pull out method is a lot easier. Absolutely. Right. You can see when people are coming. <laughs> and you can pull right out, and that's you're not hitting anybody. It's great. It's a great, great. What? <laughs> You said it, not me. I know. <laughs> so that's my take, anyway. <laughs> I well, I said that I, I was. She locked me up. I, well, honey, uh, uh, why do people back into parking? Uh, it's convenience. Um, uh, in Bit ca- of a flex. <laughs> uh, I, I, that too. Uh, in case of emergency. Um, uh, what do you mean? And then I was. I stammered. Uh, uh, well, in case you have to leave quickly. And then her line was, do you have a lot of enemies? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Claire. I just... Planning on stealing some things? <laughs> yeah. Zipping right out? Zipping out. No, no. So I I really am like, I don't have... My dad, a truck driver, there were never cameras in the vehicles he taught me to drive. No. Nope. I have been backing in forever and a day. I think just more so by habit, I think. But I, I don't... I didn't really have a good answer. Outside of those terrible ones I offered her. I, to me, it is, in a busy parking lot, it's much easier to be able to just look ahead into your side rather than look back as you're pulling out. Because there are people that they don't care if a car yep. is pulling out. They'll zip right behind you just so they can blame you if you hit them. Pedestrian right away! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's carts, there's other cars, there's all sorts of stuff. In a grocery store parking lot, though, this is what I'm imagining in this scene. Like, I would never back in. Nope. I, I will only back in or parallel park if there's like only one good spot left or if it's like Christmas time at the mall because my grocery store is attached to the mall here in Waterloo. Like, that's the only time. That just seems so unnecessary. Oh, that's a good... You know what? I'm Maybe I'm going to retire that move. You're Weird right. flex, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. Conversation yesterday. Sometimes when your kid hits you with you, you're like, uh... To a question that should be easily answered. And the yeah. statement was simply, Dad, why do people back into parking spots? And I locked up. 
Mm-hmm. Like when I, in case of emergency, and her line is, "What do you have a lot of enemies?" Like, <laughs> not like that. Just you know, maybe something's on fire, and we've got to leave real quick. When you want to see if you could stay to help people? Nope. Uh, <laughs> no, honey, we're runners. <laughs> so some good text that I could offer this up. Um, someone said, well, look, look, it's also smart if you ever have engine issues or battery problems, it's way easier to get at your vehicle. So think of it in the winter months, too. Mm-hmm. That's that's a logical response. Should have hit him with that, but I didn't. Um, someone saying backing in is way safer. My dad actually works at Bruce Power, and it's a requirement for everyone to be backed into parking spots. Well, well I don't grocery shop at a nuclear power station. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if there is an imminent nuclear threat, I can totally understand why they want you to be able to go skirt, skirt. Yeah, really everybody quickly. can pull out at exactly the same time and get locked <laughs> okay. into this. But can I also point this out? Everybody leaving Bruce Power is going to have to take the same Highway 21 exactly. to get yeah. right out of Dodge. So. <laughs> the advantage is that 4x4, four four, you can hit a ditch in a side road yeah. to get out quicker. <laughs> and yes, the acknowledgement is it is a total rookie move. If you back in at a grocery store or a big box store where you, you've got to jam it full of your goods. Because depending on Easy. that person... Just double yeah. park. Oh, just double park. Yeah. Be that person oh, no. now. No, oh, that's a whole other world that's of problems. And then a few people really uh, focusing on backstage Ben's mention of uh, the pull-up method and suggesting that it is not 100% effective. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say effective. I said preferred. <laughs> for some. For some. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. My station. Virgin Radio. Stop forcing people to be beautiful. I know that's a loaded sentence. So let me explain. I want to tell you a little story of something that happened a couple weeks ago. So a couple weeks ago, I posted a video uh, where I tried to turn a scarf into a shirt. It was a super trendy look this summer. I watched so many tutorials. I think that look looks so cute. So I bought some scarves tried to tie them a few different ways into a shirt and every time I basically put myself into a chokehold where I could only have one (laughs) arm in the air constantly it was not a good look but I did think the video was hilarious so I posted it online and I said hey this is a really cute look and a great way to tie a scarf however if you have wide shoulders like me this probably isn't going to work for you it's just not going to work for your body type and I instantly had a guy comment and say, oh, you don't have wide shoulders. And that's where it kind of set something off on me because this person has tried to correct the way in which I describe myself a few times on my own Instagram page. And I know the intent is good. However, we need to stop trying to correct somebody when they describe themselves objectively. And I say this in a way that we have all of these, uh, you know, issues with body acceptance in this day and age. If we want to be accepting of other people's bodies, you have to allow people to describe their bodies in the way which they actually look. For example, I also have a strong nose and I've made jokes before just in an objective way. Hey, I've got a big schnoz, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, you don't. Your nose is beautiful. Why can't it be big and beautiful? Also, why does everything about yourself have to be beautiful? I think in this day and age where you have like so many and it's younger and younger getting into all this plastic surgery and all that stuff, again, you have to do what makes you happy. But at the same time, we have to learn to be happy with what we have. I feel like in some of those cases, not all, but some of those cases, depending on the the gender of the person that's commenting, they are trying to get with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I, and honestly, I think that there's... I uh, Jeff and I don't have this uh, experience quite as often, but it's, it's very obvious in your comments sometimes there are dudes who you don't know, who don't really know you, but they're like, Laura, you're so beautiful. You DM me or something like that. You know, like there's... I, that is a yeah. case of like... If I say you're beautiful, you will want to date me now, (laughs) that kind of thing. But this happens with women, too. I get DMs from women on my Instagram stories if I say something about, like, oh, no, your nose is fine. It's beautiful. Listen, I didn't say that, nor do I care about what other people think. Like, just let people describe themselves the way they look. Like, you can't, if you're going to be trying to accept all different types of bodies, you can't only have bad feelings when you describe certain mm-hmm. body types, you know? Like broad shoulders. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah. I'll say like, oh, I've got some thunder thighs because I do have m- muscular thighs. Oh, you don't have thunder thighs? Well, yeah, I do. It's my body. That's what I said. Like, I didn't say it was a bad thing. Is it? Could it be? I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing it out. Could it be that in a roundabout way, a stranger is trying to offer support or for you to be in their in their minds, you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the intent is good. But I think if people really, truly want to be accepting of all sorts of bodies, mm-hmm. you have to allow all sorts of bodies be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I think body positivity is obviously a very good thing, but it's also been misconstrued now where it's like uh, what one person would consider a flaw. You just say, no, it's not a flaw. It's beautiful. Well, no, it's not. It's it's a part of me. You know, like we all have flaws. Everybody, every single person has flaws of some sort. So this goes back to there was a TED talk and I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of the person right now, but it was a woman who's heavier set and she said it's so offensive to me when I tell my partner that I'm fat and he says no you're not you're beautiful why can't I be both exactly yeah for sure but it's exactly that and I think that in this day and age we have to start allowing other words other than like fierce he looks so fly like you can allow words like fat and big nose and broad shoulders into the conversation and have it not be a negative thing it doesn't necessarily like again you could just be objective about your body too but there's nothing wrong with that no, I, uh, not at all. Yeah. It, it yeah. is of your own property, is it not? <laughs> Describe as you see fit. It's you. <laughs> You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing. I, you can understand when kids are younger, you want to try to just build a positive outlook on oneself. Yeah. But to reflect and say the words that associate with the reality, is that is that so wrong? I think you start to associate negative things with certain words when you see other people do it. Like, for example, growing up. And obviously, there's the other side of things. There's totally body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. But I'm not talking about that case. I'm talking about just people describing their bodies in an objective way or, you know, like in an accurate way. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who he his description of himself all the time is this is the body that fun built baby and, like, and he's hell yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> see it's Jeff and Laura in the morning with backstage Ben Vibe Station Virgin Radio conversation and this is uh, something about Laura and based on uh, a post that you had on socials and then a comment and then it kind of got got the wheels in motion uh, between the years you're thinking like what the hell surrounding people. Stop forcing people to feel beautiful. Yeah, and stop forcing or your view of someone's body 
on them when they're just trying to accurately describe themselves. So basically what happened, I was trying to do one of those tutorials. I followed along of like how to turn a scarf into a shirt. Super cute. Looked amazing on this girl who was doing the tutorial. By the time I had tried it out, I was like had myself in a chokehold and couldn't actually put one of my arms down. So I posted the video because I thought it was hilarious. And I said, if you have wide shoulders like me, this style of clothing, probably not going to work for you unless you can get a chain or something to elongate that scarf. Somebody commented and said, well, I don't think your shoulders are wide. Well, I didn't ask, first of all. Uh But also, why can't people accurately describe themselves? Why can't I say on my Instagram stories, I have a strong nose without somebody DMing me and said, oh my gosh, no, your nose is beautiful. I didn't say that. I said I had a strong nose. There's nothing wrong with that. This comes off of, now we did get a text saying Jonah Hill posted on IG last night. Please stop commenting on my body, good or bad. It's not helpful and doesn't feel good. And I did mention that in Get Us Gossip earlier this morning. And and that's a bit of that vibe. You know, it's just, you should let people be able to accurately describe themselves. We've got a text from somebody saying, well, my uh, my husband says that their nose is big and scary. And I don't see it there that way. I think it's the best nose ever. And I think your intention is very sweet. However... What if your husband is just accurately describing their nose? I don't know if they call their nose scary. I mean, that's a little bit different. But if your husband just says, I have a big nose, maybe your husband does have a big nose. And that's amazing that you think it's beautiful and it's awesome. But why can't they just say they have a big nose without it being a bad thing? It doesn't have to mean a negative thing. Or that somebody's fishing for compliments or wants you to say the opposite. Yeah, it's the attached assumption that if someone makes a comment that you in your mind feel or hear it to be a negative, that it automatically must be a negative in their own mind. Now, I, yeah. hate, I hate to suggest this, but is it because that's exactly what people did for a very long time? Like, there, a lot of people do that. Like, there's no question that a lot of people look for that. You're compliment baiting. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's It's the old fishing for likes. You yeah. know, it's that sort of thing. It's not, now I'm not saying, obviously, that everybody does it, but a uh, relatively large group of people do do that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and you're not wrong. There are a lot of people that do do that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to just let if we cannot be accepting of all shapes and sizes and types of bodies and types of noses. If you're not even willing to let somebody bring that type into a conversation without shooing it away and being like, no, 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 you're beautiful. Again, I'll quote this uh, TED talk again. I got to find the person that actually did this, but she was explaining she's a heavier set person. She said, I told my husband I'm fat. And he instantly said, you're not fat. You're beautiful. Why can't I be both? Yeah, no, that's an. Excellent point. But if he ever says, you sure are, you can't follow it up with any words of anger. It's like... <laughs> that has happened in relationships and friendships for that matter, right? Not just romantic yep. relationships. So it's a, it's kind of that everybody needs to kind of check their, their verbiage and, and what are you seeking? Are you just making a statement followed with a period? Or are you... F- Making a statement followed with a dot, 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 please jump in. Yeah, exactly. And insert some sort of pick-me-up compliment. Yeah. All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip. On Virgin Radio. Oh, man. This is the most Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox thing I think they will do throughout the course of their relationship. So they're in British GQ, GQ, sorry, and uh, they are doing the couples quiz and they talk about how they met. I'll tell you where we first met. Where did we first meet? At a GQ party. So actually tell that story. Right. You said to me. You smell like weed. And I said, I am weed. 
And then you vanished. I am weed, man. So meta. They are dumb. My concern, <laughs> well, my chief concern, one of the many concerns, <laughs> is the fact that he says that so proudly as if he's just unlocked some sort of huge revelation. I am weed. You are dumb. <laughs> man, so this has already become a meme. This interview got released a couple days ago, but it's already, so if you see the I am weed meme, it's from them and not shockingly. So I, I did a poll in my Instagram story saying, who would you rather go for dinner with? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly or Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker? And I'm I, honestly, I'm still dumbfounded that a lot of people voted for that couple over Courtney and Travis. Or as people call them, Kravis. Kravis. <laughs> oh, I know. There aren't two other people on planet Earth I'd want to hear less from than Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I think, I, yeah. I think his music, some of it is really good. I think she has had some good roles in, in a few different movies, but holy enough. They're both such Again. middling people all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just trying so hard to be interesting and it's just not working. There's something about the two of them combined that just turns into, like I said before, Ed Hardy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the that perfect is. two words. <laughs> That's true. Separately, maybe different, but together they are one big batch of Ed Hardy. <laughs> okay, William Shatner, he did it. He went up to space in Blue Origin. He came back down, and boy, did he get emotional once he was speaking about the trip. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. Like, it's pretty cute. Like, I, I just want to give him a big old hug and be like, hey, you did it, man. You did it. You went to real space, not Star Trek buddy. space. Yeah. So proud of you. Fist bump, but not too hard. <laughs> you know, he is 90. Uh, so anyway, pretty exciting. I think he's the first person for me in all these space trips that I've been like, oh, man, maybe it really can be life-changing in that way where you really just, you know, you just get a better sense of the world without, you know, having to go to Burning Man or something. You can just go off the planet, come back down. Woo! It's a great time. This is interesting. This is kind of on theme for what we've been talking about this morning. I did mention this earlier uh, on the show during Gettys Gossip. Jonah Hill is asking you, please stop talking about his body. He posted on Instagram and he said, I know you mean well, but I kindly ask that you not comment on my body, good or bad. I want to politely let you know it's not helpful and it doesn't feel good. Much respect. We've kind of been talking about, you know, maybe you should let people objectively talk about their own bodies. And that's been a heavy topic on the show this morning. So I wanted to share that with you. That's something, too. We got a text this morning when we were talking about our other angle on bodies. We had a texter say, yeah, it's funny. When I lose weight, everybody says, oh, man, you look so good. And then I gained weight recently. All those comments stopped for some reason. We had uh, my wife and I in tandem, basically. I lost weight. She lost weight. We would go out to charity events. I always got compliments, crickets on her side. Oh. Like friends. Oh. And it's the old, it's the, ooh, it's taboo. You don't want, you got to be very uh, careful yeah, about yeah, acknowledging yeah. one way or the other with a woman's body. Like, it, she was like, this is a piss off. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked even harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. two babies. What's your excuse? You just watched me get pregnant. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. On Virgin Radio. The challenges, the trends. The things that have popped off in the last little bit, remember the flip the switch challenge, the wipe it down, like the, the list is pretty extensive and long and, and they come and go rather quick. There's a new one. And before we even get to it, please do not do this. If you have someone in your house that is doing it, please tell them not to do this. 
It's not a, as dangerous per se as like uh, ingesting like the, the Tide Pod Challenge, that kind of craziness. But there's a, a new trend called scalp popping. This now mm. th- this po- <laughs> popped off about a yep. yearish <laughs> ago around the holidays, and then for some reason it, it's had a bit of resurgence over the last couple of days. But it has taken off like William Shatner in a rocket ship. It's <laughs> it is off. So what this <sighs> you need to have long hair. And what happens is is you take it and you twist it, but you, you twist it as low and as close to the roots as possible. And you twist around your finger, and then you yank up. But the goal is you're not ripping hair out. You're actually separating your scalp from your skull. So it makes a it makes a a sound. No. <clears throat> Apparently some very ignorant teenagers think this is the greatest for some reason. If that sound exists, <laughs> it's probably a bad thing that it's happening, right? A hundred percent. So a ton of physicians, and that's also the interesting thing about TikTok, is you're seeing uh, those in the medical field uh, being able to talk about things in lay terms so that, that our regular, you know, dumb selves can, can understand what they're talking about. But they're like, no, don't do this for many reasons. But the big one, you can cause bleeding under your scalp or create even a sore in your head. Which you don't want to go down the road of having to have any sort of medical intervention. It's making my head just tingle oh. thinking about it. I really don't like this. As a guy with, like, I have a monkey's bum. I'm bald right on that very top. I could not imagine pulling any more hair out that I don't have. Like, this- I just, I, who would want that feeling? No, this is gross. Can I just tell you, so to reverse this, I feel like we need to replace this terrible trend with a good one. Please. The cap or fact doctor on TikTok has confirmed that rosemary oil is good for hair growth. So there you go. Replace all the hair you're about to rip out with rosemary oil. I've heard that rumbling before, but I've yet to see anyone with a full head of hair because of that. Oh, I've seen lots. I'll send them your way. Please do. Maybe, you know, I don't I don't think you can make hair that's already gone grow back, but maybe you <laughs> could get a really nice, long, voluptuous monkey's bum, as you like to say. <laughs> well, I could grow the top and then do that comb back. <laughs> oh, maybe? like Dog the Bounty uh, Hunter? Just a little bit, a little bit. Not problematic? Yeah. I, so let's just, if you've got someone in your house that you hear them watching the scalp popping videos or there's discussion about it, Please lean in, take their phone away, maybe smack them on the top of their head with their phone. I feel like, yeah, they've had enough things go wrong with their head that they don't need more. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Andrew joins us on the line. Might be the first time, I think, that we have someone in auto sales or at least someone who's on the floor and they're out and they're they're, they're selling. I think we've we've had one or two before, but I haven't asked before, so I will ask this time. If I win, can I get a car? Andrew? Oh, that's, that's not my decision. <laughs> maybe a demo for, for like, maybe a loaner? Yeah, a I'll te- take a loaner. A yeah. test drive, you know? We could just a test say, drive? I don't want a test drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a deal. <laughs> See, Andrew is really good at negotiations. He's got a full house, three kids, a wife. He is a busy guy, so when not uh, selling cars and, and, uh, and at work, He's just a downtime kind of guy, which leads me to you could probably get stuck on some interesting TV shows or movies, or we all get stuck just trolling the internet. Next thing you know, you've picked up all these random facts. So, Laura, not having leaned into any sort of theme, it may be beneficial to you today, Andrew, that there is no theme to beat Backstage Ben. Okay. Okay, so fingers crossed on this. We'll get it all set up. For anybody who's brand new, one, welcome. But Andrew's about to uh, go, 
head-to-head with Backstage Ben. He gets the three trivia questions first. While Ben is out of the room, Benny will come back in, and those same three questions, most points out of three wins. You've heard Ben's record. He's pretty pretty good at this, but uh, he or I have no prior knowledge. Laura, she I mean, she's 120 kilometers away with all those questions to her very own self. Yep, I sure am. Andrew, are you ready to beat Backstage Ben? I'll, I'll try my best. Okay, I can tell that we got the confidence behind this one already. <laughs> First question, where on the human body is the zygomatic bone found? Ooh. Um, zygomatic. Uh, can, I, can I say skull? Is that too generic? Uh, I don't know. You know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. Really? Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to be lenient. I'm going to be lenient with this one. I was actually hoping you would say facial cheek because okay. it's always fun to talk about cheeks in the morning. However, uh, I'll take skull because it's part of your skull. Right? So, then, so then if Benny says head, you'll, we'll accept that one? Okay. Then? No, 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 no. Okay. Skull and head are different. Hi. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Next question. This popular reality TV show debuted the same year as the iPhone in 2007. Which show is it? Uh, 2007. Oh. Um, the Bachelor. Incorrect. I was looking for Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which actually uh-huh. premiered today in 2007. <laughs> so happy anniversary to that show. Next question. I guess it's the final one. What is the main ingredient of a mince pie? The main ingredient of a mince? A mince pie. Oh, uh... Um... The one pie I don't eat. (laughs) My dad Um, Hill. I'll go with, uh... Mince meat pie is... Oh, drawing a blank. I'll know it when you say it. You know, what's the filling made out of? Any guesses? Um, it's, uh, three, two, one. Any I don't guesses now? Uh, Andrew, what all you it? had to say was fruit. That's it. What? I'm. A mince pie is a sweet pie of English origin filled with a mixture of dried fruits and spices called mincemate. Typically served during Christmas. Darn. I know. What a terrible name for what otherwise sounds like a delicious pie. Yeah. I knew it it wasn't actually anything meat related, but uh, I couldn't remember. My dad loves it. It's like there's raisins and currants and uh, spice. It's... uh, I have three pies in the fridge right now from leftover Thanksgiving, and mincemeat isn't one of them. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Okay, let's bring it back in. Um, you get a single point. We could maybe lean into a tie if we get there. Benny! Turn all this stuff around. So Andrew ended up scoring on, again, a difficult batch of questions. Benny, a single point. One point. All right. Andrew, would you like to trash talk Mr. Backstage Ben? Um, no. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I, uh, they are tough ones, or at least they were for me. Okay. All right. Well, All right. take the luck. Cool. 
Uh, you didn't trash talk Bambi. You really bigged up my questions. So I, I appreciate that. Honest Andrew. <laughs> there you go. Okay. First question, Benny. Where on the human body is the zygomatic bone found? <laughs> Careful. Um, your rib cage. Incorrect. Andrew said skull, which I accepted as a broader term, but I was really looking for facial cheek. Oh, Something somebody would bone. talk about their cheeks this morning because it'd be funny. But anyway, next question. This popular reality TV show debuted the same year as the iPhone in the year 2007. What is it? Uh, keeping up with the Kardashians? Ah. <laughs> it premiered today, actually, in 2007. It's its anniversary, so the world is never the same. <laughs> yep. Hey, you're honestly, you're literally right. Okay, next question. I've got, uh, I did this again. Final question, not just a regular next question. It's the final one. What is the main ingredient of a mince pie? Um, dried fruits. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. The mince pie, <laughs> sweet pie, not actually mincemeat. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. So confusing. <laughs> it is very confusing. And, and like, I feel like it's food is really a lot about marketing and how you present it and stuff. Yeah. Mincemeat. That would not mm. be, I, I, that would not entice me, but if you said like a lovely dried fruit pie or something, I'd feel like, well, okay, we'll try fruit pie. Who doesn't like fruit? Yeah, but a fruit pie, give me a blueberry pie. Give me an apple pie. I don't want generic fruit pie. <laughs> a fruit medley pie? Yeah. <laughs> a nice lovely See, we, medley. Yeah, we'd go, go after yeah. that for sure. <laughs> Tough one, Andrew, uh, but only a 2-1 loss. So it's not like yeah. he cleaned your clock on this one. No. Love no, you to come I, back uh, and, uh, and and try it again. A little redemption down the road with Backstage Ben. After that test drive, of course. But uh, yep. wonderful. Well Got done. It. Thanks for being here. We'll give you Head a chance, uh, just like Andrew, tomorrow at around 840 to try and beat Backstage Ben. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Yeah. Fine station. Virgin Radio.